Wow, it's crazy to be here this morning with you, uh, Sanctuary. It is an honor and a privilege uh, to be able to say I have been a pastor at Sanctuary Covenant Church. Thank you. And I'm glad there are... um, You know, on road trips, most of the time you see billboards, right? Uh, And they are uh, billboards that are introducing something that is exciting and good. Maybe it might be a water park, right? Uh, maybe it's a, a scenic overlook. Maybe it's, it's some other invitation to something good. But find ourselves surrounded by road construction signs. Uh, and I think that's because sometimes road trips can be messy. Uh, and you enter into places that you didn't anticipate. And uh, I feel that this morning um, filled with, gosh, writing this sermon was, was a bit of a challenge. Uh, had ended up having to go to St. John's Abbey, of all places, to find some quiet space uh, to retreat. Had to go on a road trip uh, to write that. Well, why don't I open us up with a word of prayer uh, this morning, and then we'll, we'll see where God takes us. Holy and loving God, we, um, we thank you for bringing us on a road trip that leads to this moment in time, in the intersection of our lives, our hopes, our dreams. Thank you for letting us have a glimpse of your work in and through us. God, I ask that as mm, begin to share the message this morning, that you would be blessed and honored by the words I have to share. We love you, Jesus. And we pray for all this in your name. Amen. And I do have Kleenexes, which is great. Mm. Mm. Well, mm. there we go. I do love road trips. I think there are, and I think there are two kinds of road trips. Uh, there's the destination kind of road trip where you just need to get somewhere. Uh, maybe it's a you know, destination vacation. Maybe you're on a business trip. Maybe you're, uh, you just need to get to where you're going. But then there's also the adventure kind where getting there is at least half the fun. You make sure that you've got some side trips in there. You, you, you have some things along the way that you're looking forward to. Maybe you even decide to do something crazy like rather than taking the interstate, you take all the little two-lane streets and roads uh, through uh, different parts of America that you would not normally see any other way. Well, for a real road trip, you need to have an appropriate vehicle. And when I was a kid, uh, we had three uh, different vehicles that I distinctly remember. The first was, can I see it? There it is. Yes, it is a pastel yellow VW bus. Uh, What a great road trip vehicle that was. Uh, The second one was a Ford Bronco, uh, a nice, beautiful pastel blue. I got fond memories of that, and I even have more fond memories of of, uh, some incidences that we had in that vehicle. Right, Dad? (laughs) He remembers a few replaced tires and tie rods and things like that. Sometimes off-road vehicles really don't go off-road quite the way you think. (laughs) The last one actually echoes back to the song that we sang, Steve Miller Band, was a black, yes, uh, E100, or uh, yeah, uh, Econoline uh, Ford van. In fact, ours had the bubble windows on the side of it because it was a true 70s machine, and we listened to Steve E. Miller Band in that. Well, 
The last thing about a road trip is you do need to, to come to a decision about what you're going to do. And while we didn't do this uh, all the time as a family, a choosing of a, a destination was a bit of an adventure uh, for our family. We grew up, I grew up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, and it's at the intersection of Interstate I-29 and Interstate 90. So one's a north-south route, the other's an east-west route. And we would load up one of those vehicles uh, with camping gear, because that's the way we did most of our road trips. We were going uh, on an adventure. Loaded up with camping gear, we would go to that intersection, and the question would be, which direction do we go? We didn't, we didn't sometimes plan where we were going to go. We just had two weeks, and off we went. Well, um, what I do know for sure is that I loved road trips and uh, what you can learn from them. Last week, uh, Pastor Edrin introduced this series with the story of Simon and his brother Andrew. One of the things that they learned uh, is that as followers of Jesus, while our destination is always heaven, our journey and path is ever open to change. On the journey with Jesus, we need to be aware that there is more to it than simple moralism or therapeutic help. Uh, it is predicated on following Jesus with our whole lives in every aspect of our lives. Sure, maybe uh, initially, you can limit the impact of following Jesus to just Sundays uh, or a little slice of life here or there. But the more that you road trip with Jesus, the more you'll find that it requires more and more and more of yourself. When we go on a road trip with Jesus, He wants us to be as excited for the adventure as the destination. Jesus, I think, would say, uh, getting there is half the fun. Follow me. Let's see where we go. But how do we know where we are on the road trip with Jesus? And when is it time to turn? It's a process of discernment. Uh, in order to decide or to discern, we have to have a map, don't we? We need to have some, some apps on our smartphones uh, and in our lives and in our hearts. And we need to pay attention to the road signs. Obviously, uh, I've been uh, in my own process of discernment about this next leg of my road trip with Jesus, and I thought I would share uh, some of my process as a practical example of what might be helpful on your road trip uh, with Jesus. And so let's, let's start by listening to the wisdom of God that God shares with us uh, in Proverbs chapter 3, just verses 5 and 6. Uh, if you can look at it in your Bibles, smartphones, whatnot, or it'll just be up on the screen. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path, which path to take. If we're going to follow God, we need to first learn to hear God's voice. One of the best ways we can learn to hear God is by knowing God's story and how God has spoken in the past. Scripture is our roadmap to learning to hear God's voice. Scripture is our roadmap to hearing God's voice. The stories from Scripture can resonate in our lives when we listen to them. The Proverbs reminds us to seek His will. Jesus echoes these words and reminds us of the divine community of the Father, Son, and Spirit when He says, not my will, but your will. Scripture isn't just full of stories. It's filled with examples that if we know them, we can start, start to see them repeated in our lives as well as the lives of those around us. 
For as much as we advance in our own understanding, we are still God's children, given to particular ways of behaving and thinking. History repeats itself, and Scripture is our roadmap. But it's not exactly a roadmap. God may never ask you to build an ark like Noah, or go to Nineveh like Jonah, or build a temple like Solomon, or throw down your nets like Simon and Andrew. But God does desire you to have a life and have it abundantly, like Jesus promised in John 10.10. But to have that life requires that you seek God like the Proverbs suggest, and then trust that the God who created you can guide you on that path, can guide you on that path. Hearing their stories reminds us that God can work that way in our story, our road trip with God, that God just might suggest something crazy like, like going to the other side of the river to St. Paul or, or maybe someplace further. Maybe God's got another destination for you in mind. Are you listening? Of course, there are a lot of different ways of reading Scripture. While individual study is good, I really believe that reading with a community of people is critical. Also critical is to read in groups made up of diverse groups of people. Sanctuary, you are so well positioned to listen to the Word of God. Look around. Scripture is the living Word of God, and when we hear what it, ha- we hear what it has to say differently depending on our life's experiences, backgrounds, economic statuses, race, and gender, Studying in a diverse group of people gives us rich perspectives of others to learn with because we do hear so differently. Here at Sanctuary, there are many opportunities to read and learn from Scripture. Take advantage of them. Whether it's Wednesday night or it's a life group or Bible study fellowship I know that some of you are part of or community Bible study or just grab a bunch of people uh, that you would like to read with. Scripture is our map to knowing and understanding God and God's everlasting love. Road trips are much different today than they were when I was riding in the back of that VW bus with my brother while my mom and dad were trying to plot our route with paper maps, looking for lunch stops uh, if we stopped at all. Um, We had an iron bladder for a reason in our family. Slim Jims were my lunch. Uh, There were no satellite radios, so you had to turn the radio dial ever so slowly to try and pick up that signal. And of course, there was the ever-present question of, when are we going to get there? Well, we have apps now that help us answer all of those questions or entertain us away from the road and the scenery as it passes by our window. We say, hey, Siri, what's the quickest way to? Or, hey, Siri, play. Or, hey, Siri, what's the weather in? God has a much better app than any of these, and it's not the Hey Jesus app. God isn't a personal assistant, but a loving companion that wants to talk uh, with us. Jesus reminds us what a road trip looks like with him in Luke chapter 11, verses 9 and 10. Well, while parents may grow tired of endless questions, Jesus actually invites us, uh, saying, so I tell you, Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. 
For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened to you. Paul reminds us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 and through 18, that on a road trip with God that we should always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. God gives us the best app of all, and it's called the prayer app, and it's built right into each one of us. At the beginning of the year, uh, we spent some time in service contemplating this new year. We were many months away from receiving the search team's recommendation uh, that Pastor Edrin should succeed Pastor Dennis as senior pastor. Um, one funny thing, I just noted on the live stream, I'm not actually watching myself on my iPad, um, but for a day, I get to be senior pastor of Sanctuary Covenant Church because that's what it's listed on the live stream. Sorry. <laughs> Jeremy, you can fix that now. And for anyone watching, I am not the senior pastor of Sanctuary Covenant Church. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, well. We were also uh, many months away from Joseph and Peter and myself, uh, independently hearing God uh, calling us to something and somewhere else. Uh, we were, however, coming off an incredible year of ministry, weren't we? Um, and uh, we, were, we were excited about what God was going to do in 2019. And, and during that service, I, I, I prayed this to begin the year. I prayed, loving and holy God. 2018 has been a taste of the great things that are possible when we follow you. Move us in 2019 to follow you with even greater faith. Help us to grow closer and more confident in you. Increase our hearts of compassion and grace. Help us to be bolder in the work of reconciliation and justice. We pray for opportunities to love and trust even more than we did in 2018. Challenge us, God. I must have been crazy praying this. <laughs> Where we are, are too complacent, in, inspire in us the ability to dream big dreams and believe them because of the power of your spirit that we can accomplish them. Let us hold nothing back as we follow you in 2019. Amen. And amen again. Well, as, as you alluded to, be careful what you pray for, because um, how we pray can set things in motion that we weren't expecting, that we weren't expecting. One of my practices is that I write down uh, most of my prayers in a journal or some other space, uh, and it's how I process best. Uh, but doing so allows me to go back and read my requests and my questions to God. Often when I go back in my journal, and read a prayer or a question that has been answered, I'll make another note of how things turned out. It's one of the ways to be mindful that God not only hears our prayers, but answers them as well. God answers prayer. We need to be reminded that God is faithful and true. Prayer is our app for connecting with God. It's a direct line of communication with the holy for life and direction as we journey on the road trip. The road trip with God is filled with, with many twists and turns, and we must know how to read the road signs uh, for what may lay ahead because they can tell us when our next turn is coming. 
If we don't read the road signs, we may miss the turn, we might take the wrong exit, or we might not slow down enough to enjoy a beautifully, a particularly beautiful section of the journey. This last year, I've spent some significant time studying and learning and living in real time this critical journey with God. So what are the signs, or at least some of the signs, that we should be aware of as we approach decisions in our life? Well, the first road sign uh, is our relationship with God. The sign might actually say, how is your relationship with God? Is it in a healthy place to be making a decision? When we aren't in a healthy place with God, the voice we hear is more likely ours than God's. More likely ours than God's. When that's the case, we make poor decisions. When First Covenant approached me about having a conversation, I needed to take a step back. I was flattered by their invitation, but I needed to spend some time with God asking if I was in a right place in our relationship to even respond to that invitation. The second important step is to make sure we have a willingness to know and do God's will. That sign might say, if you ask, are you ready for the answer? Friends, it does very little good to ask God for God's guidance if you aren't willing to receive it. When we engage in a conversation with God, we need to prepare ourselves for how that might impact our lives. When we begin to accept that God might have big dreams for us, it will likely require big changes. Are we ready? Are we ready? Also, ask God for wisdom. This sign might say, have you asked God to make sense of the situation? James 1.5 reminds us that if we lack any wisdom, that we should ask God, and God will give it generously. By ourselves and in isolation, we don't have the capacity to make wise decisions about direction or which way, which way we should go. Often we find ourselves first running to others, don't we? Maybe a confidant, a, a friend, a mentor, somebody who will just tell you what you want to hear, asking them for their opinion and guidance. That can be fine, but what if before we did that, we first asked for wisdom from God? Wisdom about who to invite into the conversation. Wisdom to even know what questions to ask. God wants to give you wisdom to ask the right questions and to discern the right answers. The next sign is where our map app, Scripture, is so important. As we approach our decisions, we should be asking, does the Bible speak to this in any way? The sign might say, what stories or situations in Scripture might shed some light on this situation? What might the story of Exodus teach us about following God? How might the story of Jonah speak to us about avoiding God's call? When we read the story of the Good Samaritan, does that have any insight for us as we travel down our own road? What does the strength of Esther have to say to us? As we come nearer a decision to turn one way or the other, we might ask ourselves, do I have an inner conviction with my decision? The road sign for this uh, might be more of a billboard that says, got peace? Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. 
when you experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand, His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Well, there seems to be plenty of times when we shouldn't trust our gut uh, with the decision. But if you've taken time to sit with God and pay attention, there can be peace that seems to come out of nowhere. That is the peace that passes all understanding. There are a couple of other road signs that you'll discover along the way, but the last one that I want to mention today is this question as you choose your path, and that is, will this help me to better love God and my neighbor? The road sign might say, got love? This is the most important sign. This is the most important side on our road trip with God when it comes to choosing which road we should take as we follow him. You can make a lot of choices that will appeal to your inner desires and wishes. And yes, God wants you to be satisfied and filled with joy. It's not that God wants us to totally deny ourselves. The world will present you with many options that affirm any thought you might have that benefits you. But if they don't help you also love God and love your neighbor in a more Christ-like way, it's not a road sign from God. Whew. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus shows us quite simply what it means to follow him in John chapter 13, verses 1 through 11, where he takes off his outer garment, and he wraps a towel around his waist, and then he washes his disciples' feet and says, you don't understand what I'm doing, but soon you will. If you want to be my follower, I've given you an example to follow. If the direction you choose doesn't help you love God and love your neighbor, it is not a roadside from God. Well, over the course of the next few weeks, you'll look at other aspects of this incredible road trip with God. It's a, it's a crazy good road trip. And I'm so excited for where it will lead uh, each of you in sanctuary in the years ahead. But the reality is, just like Joseph and Peter, their families, the Hoots family's road trip is taking another turn. Have you ever noticed what happens at the end of a really good road trip? Maybe you went back home to visit your family. Uh, you've had a sweet time with the cousins and other family members, and the thought of leaving is hard. Maybe you traveled, and you met some new friends, and they felt like old friends. You didn't want to say goodbye. Perhaps there was something else that made the time special, and the thought of leaving is hard. In Minnesota, like the rest of the country, we call what happens next the long goodbye. <laughs> I won't stay too long. <laughs> but I know there's some cake outside. 
And there's some other treats, and we're looking forward to all those things, too. Um, well, I've had the privilege and honor of serving as your pastor at CARE and Outreach for, count them, 1,931 days, five years, three months, 14 days, if that's helpful. <laughs> I love the internet and being able to calculate dates like that. And I never once imagined that this day would come. Uh, but then God flashed a road sign that said, detour ahead, pay attention, changing road conditions. And as much as I've enjoyed serving this congregation, I've honestly learned even more. I've learned even more. We've journeyed through some really hard uh, days, and we've seen some incredibly good days, incredibly good ones. Um, and for me, yesterday uh, was one of those days of seeing everything that we've been talking about begin to come together on the lawn. We didn't just host the north side sanctuary. We were the north side. We're not just, thank yes, and for yourselves. I mean, we don't just, we're not a community that worships on the north side. We are a north side worshiping community. And um, the best is just to come. And I'd say, keep using your voice for biblical justice, racial reconciliation, and loving God and, and loving um, your neighbor. And for the last 1,931 days, uh, it's also been my greatest honor to serve. One of the best ministry teams ever. Serving uh, with Pastor Edrin, Pastor Rose, Andrea, Tara, Jeremy, Joseph, and Amy. Uh, this last year has truly been life-changing. Uh, they are incredibly dedicated, determined, and true disciples of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I can truly say that the only reason First Covenant St. Paul calls is because I served with them. Following uh, them, I would say follow them as they follow Christ. Support them as, and listen to them as they equip you and empower you for ministry. Sanctuary, while our paths lead in different directions for now, our destination is the same. God bless you, my friends. Joseph, will you and the team come up and lead us um, one more time this morning, and then I'll come up and give a benediction.